Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. We've got an exciting show planned for you today. But first, a word from our sponsor. We are sponsored by Spirit Leaf Waterdown, located at 64 Hamilton Street North in Waterdown, Ontario. If you're looking for Canada's premium cannabis stop, look no further. Alex and his team of amazing individuals know their cannabis. THC, CBD, everything you need, they know it. Being a subscriber will get you 10% off every time you shop with them. All you need to do is make sure you're following our Instagram and their Instagram. Put them in this, I'll put them, make sure I put them in the description for you guys. Shop online, show them that you followed us, and you'll save money. We're also working with Project XGuard. Project XGuard is a not-for-profit organization connecting underprivileged youth, getting connected with jujitsu when they can't afford it or just don't have the means. They're changing lives every day in the process, and we can't wait to have you contact us or them, get somebody involved if they need it. Thanks, everybody, and enjoy the show. That was the pay-per-view, right? Yes, was it was. It was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rogan, Rogan was on that one. He was, he was on that one. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that yeah. was the pay-per-view, and then they this one's a free one, the ESPN one? That's right. This one ESPN. This one's on ESPN. I was highly impressed with Oliveira in that in that fight. Oh, it was amazing! That's that he was like the talk of the night, mind you. He didn't get any bonuses, but like either way, he he stood out from everybody. From he should he should have got some money and it slipped like you know into his pocket at the end I, of that. I think, which... I, th- I think he did. I really do. I think both of them. They look at Ferguson for him to get out of that armbar. That, that was unreal. That was unreal. like he could have snapped his arm in half. He would have kept fighting. hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, that guy—he's an animal. I don't think there's anybody out there, anybody who would have sustained that armbar the way he did. I don't—I really don't. Yeah, know. like I—I I would have been tapping well before that. Hundred percent. It was facing the other way. I don't know if you saw his arm, but his elbow—like I'm pretty—I'm pretty hyper mobile with my elbows. Like his, like I can go with maybe a little bit past ninety. His arm was like down here. No, see, I can't even do that. My arms are so hyper. How do you say it? Uh, Minor more hyper. Hyper extended. That's right. Yeah, mine are more like I can actually go into like that end range more, which see that, is see, see maybe maybe you could get away just a little bit, but him? Oh, that was insane. That was insane. I couldn't believe it did that. But yeah, um, as as soon as he switched it, where it was like the armpit in the armpit, right. and he leaned back, I was like, oh god, this. that's right. That's right. <laughs> And if you, if, you, if you look, actually, if you look further into his corner, his corner was picking up the stuff, saying like, okay, that's it. They were picking their stuff up, ready to go into the cage <laughs> for, the, for the fight to be finished. And then oh, you see wow. their faces after, like, oh, my God, I guess we're not going in. Uh, no, they were ready. They were ready to finish it, but no. Just was any Bravo there or no? No, no. Just, uh, oh, okay. like I said, just Rogan. He was the one that his voice was all over that. So. Yeah, but like, uh, I was wondering if uh, Bravo was in this corner because oh, normally, honoring him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know actually. I don't know. I don't think he was. I think, yeah. um, I think Ferguson has another jujitsu coach now. But I know like him and mm. Eddie Bravo have worked together extensively. They have over the yeah. years. Yeah, they have. They have. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right. I have, I have to but, also comment on uh, Alessandro's amazing like headphone setup now. Like, are you on Twitch now or like? No, you, no, no. What have no, you no. been doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was only waiting. fans like what have you been I was, doing i was waiting for that i was waiting oh what are you doing now video games no no this, this is my wife's uh work one it's the only headset i've got i hardly use a computer so i was like oh i need to borrow it so 
<laughs> you're like, like I gotta borrow your headset. Like, yeah, yeah. What are you doing? I'm like, I got an important podcast to go on today. <laughs> it's like very, five people are gonna listen to this. Important. Very important. Very important. It's like I can't tell you. Um, no, no. You know what? I've been hearing a lot of people on this Twitch thing. Everybody, everybody's on this Twitch thing now. Uh, like playing video games. And stuff. Is it a video game thing? I'm not sure what it is. It's a video game thing mainly, yeah. but like other people, like celebrities, have been on there, and it's just like it's a channel that like you can pay a subscription, and then like you can you can talk yeah. to people. Like we can technically even do a podcast on Twitch, on Twitch? if we wanted to oh, as well, okay. and then people would subscribe to it. Or yeah, 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 okay, okay. Yeah, I don't know much about it, but I, I've heard a lot about Twitch uh, and more for video gaming. I heard a lot of it for video gaming. Yeah. So. Do you know what uh, you know? Greg King's huge on Twitch right now. Huge. He's kind I don't of, actually. Oh, is he's he kind of he's kind of a big deal. He oh, he, does, he does he does he does traffic reports. He's like, bro, bro, I keep getting killed, bro, and I'm still stuck on the 401. Uh, What's okay. going on? <laughs> <laughs> no, we we had him on a podcast before. He was actually he was a good. Uh, no, it's good. He's, he's, good. he's a good guy. He's a funny guy. I, he's a, he's a good guy. I, he's I, always fun to talk to. He's always fun to like. He's, he's, he's you can break his balls and he hundred percent. He's got he character. He's got, he's got character. character. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, no. Like I would say, like Twitch is going to be a better streaming service. So if you're going to do like stuff live, where it's just out there, you're just kind of again playing a video game. Yeah, you're yeah. talking to your community and all that kind of stuff. It's a better platform. Whereas, like, obviously, and it, again, people can join in at any time, right? So you're still communicating with them. Where obviously, like Zoom and other like meeting spots are going to be like closed off, so you need invitation to come yeah. into it and all that kind of stuff. So oh, okay. yeah, yeah, it all depends. I'm not, I, I, I'm not in the mood to do a live stream just yet. No, I don't. No. I don't blame you. Yeah, <laughs> Aaron, you're not. You're, you're not in the mood to do an OnlyFans yet. <laughs> no, not there yet, buddy. Uh, <laughs> We're not, we haven't gotten that desperate yet. No. Uh, Taste, tasteful nudes starring Aaron Gall. Oh, People These lockdowns end up any longer. Maybe we'll see. We cross that bridge when we get there, but. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we need more money, right? We need more money to get on that OnlyFans. <laughs> hey, you gotta pay. You gotta pay those bills. You gotta put that food on the table for those kids, right? So. Exactly. We all got kids. We gotta do something. Exactly. Hundred percent. Exactly. exactly. Just, just uh, those kids just fucking eat a lot. That's for sure. Oh man. Please. Oh, I know. I know. That was actually that was actually one of the first things I was gonna ask you was mm -hmm. like when you were training jujitsu a lot more like versus now I think in the last few years especially like being able to monetize jujitsu is like really gone up versus like five ten years ago there oh, yeah. weren't as many opportunities for that. <laughs> no, and you know what's funny is uh, I always talk about this and even like even like guys like our professors and stuff can talk about their generation and so on. it just keeps going further and further right and and how that monetizing it right so how everything so you can um like youtube for example like youtube wasn't as big then when it comes to uh, videos and streaming and for example look at flow grappling how much they've taken over and you're able to watch all these videos on flow grappling and matches and everything's pretty much open right you can see whatever you want for a price obviously right but everything's there. Same with YouTube. You type in something, most of the time, you're going to get what you're looking for, right? But um, yeah, now it's, now it's, you can monitor, you can control it a lot better because you have a lot of, uh, I don't know what I want to put it, but fields you can look at to see what's going to work good for your training, right? 
in the fact that we don't get that much time to train anymore, especially with these tough times with COVID, right? So um, I don't know if I'm answering the question properly, but if no, 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 you are. You no, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to find the right words. So, so uh, yeah. So, like, I don't get to train that much as a parent. Obviously, not as I used to, right? Not. I wasn't. I'm not full time anymore. It's a, it's a lot different now. But for me, the biggest thing from stopping was when I got my injury. That was that. That's what made him break. That's what broke it for me. Like where I had to make the change. When I suffered that my injury, that was it. I had to make a change there because I. It took me like three years to come back to actually try and do something. I was going to ask you about that. What, 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 was, what, was, what was the injury? So it, it was pretty petty. It was, it, was a, it was a meniscus tear, right? But I, so my, in my thought process going into it, I had a huge hematoma. So like if this was my knee, there was like blood all over it, like around surrounding it, right? You know, like a hematoma, just blood, yeah. blood clot. Yeah, so like a major blood clot. And then I thought it wasn't the best idea to go into the surgery with this blood clot. So long story short, they did this surgery and what's expected from an, uh, a meniscus tear is to walk out of the surgery, right? So walk out and everything's okay. And then you kind of go through your rehab and what do you have to do? I couldn't even walk. I was on a wheelchair. I had to be like pushed out. And then I got home and I was laying in bed for like months. I can't even tell you how many months, 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 months. So I don't know what went up with the surgery. I don't know if the doctor did something wrong and I'm not, you know, I'm not judging his work, but something must've happened for these things to go the way they did. So. Was it the hematoma that like created the complications or like, was it like, that's, what, like, what was it? Like, cause usually a, a meniscus tear is like, Hey, you go in, they snip it and then you walk out. And then like in a month, guys, I know people who who've had a meniscus surgeries. I almost had yep. one at one point as well, where, yep. I just kind of rehabbed it and put it off because my knee wasn't like clicking and locking. Yeah, yeah. But I know people who've had meniscus tears and it's just like, Hey, like in a month I'm good. And then I'm training hard again. But like, I don't know like what happened in your situation, which made it so complicated. I don't know. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is uh, that blood clot may have uh, maybe uh, mis- mis- misconstrued the way he was doing his surgery or something. Maybe, he, you know, again, like I'm totally assuming here, right. This is, this is what, just my speculation on what could have happened. Cause I, I really don't know, but I can't think of any other thing that could have happened. Maybe, maybe the actual blood clot screwed something up within my knees. I don't know. Maybe who knows, but either way, I literally could not walk out of that hospital. I, I literally had to be pushed out in a wheelchair. And when I got home, I did not get up for months. And it was like, it was like taking like perks and stuff to try to relieve the pain and, bringing down this hematoma and it was, it was, it was quite the battle. It was, it's a long story, but it was quite the battle for a minor meniscus tear. It was, it was, it was pretty, pretty ridiculous if you ask me. So. So how long did it kind of take you to kind of recover to even start training again? Uh, honestly, I think on like two and a half years. Hmm. Yeah. Two and a half years. That's a long injury. Yeah. It's a very long injury. Yeah. Yeah. I literally had to, I, I was, I was competing brown belt. I was like my second year brown belt and I was just starting to compete like the worlds and start doing the circuit again. And I think I was going to like New York open or something like that for, for brown, uh, brown belt the second, the following year. And then, yeah, I was just training. And then next thing I knew I shot in for a double and I kind of felt, you know, that like, I don't know if you guys ever heard about it, but it feels like a tear. Yeah. So I just felt a tear and, and that was it. 
Yeah. yeah, I've had that. I've had that right. in my L- I've had that in my LCL at one point as well. Exactly. exactly yeah. I just feel like I, it's yeah. it's almost like ripping rope, kind of like that yeah. feeling. Oh yeah, I it know. feels really. It's like oh, like oh, you, you know, right. you did. It doesn't hurt immediately. Yeah. But like you, you know, all the adrenaline and training and like moving around, yeah. it's like. I remember I did I did when I like sprained my LCL. It's mm-hmm. I didn't want to stop rolling because I knew as soon as I stopped rolling, it would swell up and it would hurt and I would be able to walk. 100%. So it's, it's weird because I'm like, I got to keep training. Right. And then Absolutely. like, I was immediately like dumped ice on it. And then like, I had to get helped out of the gym. I know. Like, See, it, I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. In a matter In a matter of like half an hour, it went from I know. like hard rolling to like, I can't move my knee. I know. And I never, and I never even had knee issues with that knee. I never did. I actually think it came from an incident that I had that same week. So long story short, this is crazy, but long story short, I was riding my bike down Bathurst and uh, I was going down a hill and there was a car coming like towards me running, like he ran the red light, but I still had a yellow and the little guy on. So I go and I'm, I'm going, I'm going and the yellow guy was there, but it switched as I was crossing, but he decided to run the red and he hit me. So he smashed me. I go flying. My bike goes flying. So I get up and everyone gets out of their car. They're like, oh, are you okay? Because the guy pretty much ran a red light and smashed into me. So I get up and he's like, and he didn't say anything. And I'm just like, okay, I got to go, guys. I don't, I don't want I, I to deal with this. I don't want to do anything. I just got on my bike. I'm like, I got to go. I got a training session to be at. So I got up. I got my bike. And I went to the training session right away. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was from that because he hit me on that side of the bike. But that's was it, the, was it the same leg that he hit or like, yeah, it was the same leg. So I saw the car coming and I pushed it away with my hand, but he still got my leg in the bike. So, oh. so I, I, I threw myself and I did like a front roll. I got up and then I picked up my bike and I just said, I just, I, I said, I don't have any time for this. I got to go. So I just left. <laughs> I, I ain't got time to get in my car. <laughs> I gotta go trade. That's exactly that's exactly what I said. Yeah. So I think it was from that, but I don't know because I never had knee issues ever, ever. So I don't know. So thinking back on that, getting hit by on a car, would you approach that differently now? Probably not, to be honest. Right? <laughs> I, I still got the same. I still got the same mindset. I, I like if I gotta do something, I gotta go do it. Like I, I, I rather like, cause then I would have to stop. Then I would talk talk to the cops, and then I would have to talk to some people because they saw what happened. And then that guy had to take his information down. Okay, do you want to? You know what I mean? It just keeps going, and that's like what three hours gone, and then. And then my training session is gone. That's what I was thinking of the training session, right? So like, what else are we thinking about, right? It's fucking important, man. I got, <laughs> I got shit to do. <laughs> but then, like, that, that's the like world-class, like honestly, world-class jiu-jitsu mindset, professional athlete mindset, where it's just oh, like, man. you're going to have to kill me to stop me from going somewhere. I'm or saying, like, yeah. I got to go train. I got to like, you're going to have to yeah. kill me. I, I'm not joking. I'm, I'm not even saying that to make myself sound better. It really is the way I was thinking. I was like, I have to go. I don't want to deal with you guys. I'm going to pick up my bike and I'm going to go train. And mind you, I had a like, huge adrenaline. Like I was, my adrenaline was rushing. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like I, I'm not going to lie to you. I couldn't believe that happened to me. But at the same time, I was like, I have a tournament like next week or two weeks from now. And I, I want to win. Right. That's the whole point. So yeah, I went and I trained, but I think, I think I sustained that injury from that event. So that's what I think. Hmm. Yeah. 
but yeah getting back to your like original question the monetizing yeah now with the kids it's, it's a lot different now right so and especially like again covid like so we have to see how we're going to train what's going to work best do i want to lift weights so i want to lift weights so i want to drill it's it's a lot to do with such short little time right so mm-hmm. yeah right? what have you been what have you been doing like this year like how has covid affected you have you been still training like what, what have you been up to so i i've been uh, in the first in the beginning i i it's funny in the beginning i i thought it was like the zombie apocalypse when it first started i was like i was like you know that movie uh, with uh with Sandra Bullock with the blindfold. What's it called? Oh, um, Bird Box. Yes, bird I thought box. it was like Bird Box. I'm like, we're all dead. Like, that's it. <laughs> we got to figure this thing out now. But um, when it first started, I was like that. And I was like, okay, I need to step back. I got kids, this and that. So I was trying to figure out what's what's happening. And then as it started going, then I, every day I had to literally adapt to what was going on. So like, you know how it's been. It's been it's been, we're closed, we're open, we're closed, we're open, we're locked down, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can do, so it's like every day, right, it's something new, so I found something now that works for me, so I kind of just like, the one thing I do for sure is always run, so I do like 40k, 40k a week, I run like 40k a week, no matter what, so I'm always running, if it's not on the treadmill, it's outside, and then I have a partner, luckily, uh, shout out to my partner, I drill with him twice, to one time one to two times a week i drill with him so we drove for like an hour and a half two hours and i just drill or we get together and we spar and then i have another guy who i train on the weekend and then other than that i'm just honestly lifting weights and trying to stay healthy eating clean so things like that i, I don't really get the chance to train often because of uh, all this going on because obviously us having wives or girlfriends we also have to you know be considerate to you know their feelings and, and our family feelings right so yeah, definitely. I think it's, there's a lot of balance. I think honestly, that's probably the best way to approach it right now is just have like one or two people that you, you know, and trust, you know what they're doing. And then like you work out something with them. I think that's what, that's what a lot of people have been doing. I think for the most part from what yeah. I've seen, and yeah. I've been doing something like that to a certain degree as well with yeah. and my wife trains as well, which, which helps as well. Aaron, unfortunately, uh, his wife <laughs> does not do jujitsu. Oh, and mine, mine she, she hates it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit, it's a big help when your wife's like, Hey, let's drill. And, uh, then, awesome. and, and when like Aaron asks his wife, Hey, let's drill. Ew, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> Basically it. It's true. It's true. Yeah. No, I hear you. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. But my, my biggest thing is my cardio. I try to keep that at the, at the peak that I can, the best that I can. So like, again, I try to run as much as I can. So I, every, every run that I do, I'm always trying to do 10 to 12 K at least. So, so yeah, good for you. Yeah. I ain't running that much. Fuck that. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> it, yeah, it's, not it's not for everybody. I don't, I don't blame you. It's, it really is. <laughs> But that's, that, that just goes back to, honestly, it just goes back to my mindset of me being the athlete that I was. So like, I still, yeah. I'm, still I'm still carrying that. Like I still need to be that. So that's why I'm pushing because when it comes down to getting back, I, I won't be behind anybody. I'll just keep going. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be, it'll be like, I'm right there. That's what it, that's what it'll feel like. Right. So. One thing I've been doing personally is just lifting weights and lifting weights as often as possible. I've noticed I've gotten a lot bigger and stronger. And I've also noticed like the more I'm training jujitsu, the harder it is to, to keep like muscle mass on just because you're, you're burning so much energy, like rolling and drilling. Since I'm not doing that as much now, I figure, Hey, why don't I go from, you know, middle, uh, a meat, a big middleweight to small, medium, heavyweight to like, 
super ultra heavy as, yeah, as soon exactly. as possible. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's my goal. I want to, I want to go from about like 185, 190 to about 260 by the end hey, of this. Why not? Yeah. I'm sure you can. I, you got a good game for that too. So it'll, it'll work out for you. Right. So ultra heavyweight, ultra heavyweight lifting weights game. That's pretty much, pretty much. That's, yeah. that's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I know. Uh, and then, and then uh, I was going to mention something. Yeah. I also, I wanted to fight MMA. So that was another, the reason why I was keeping uh, all my cardio up too. So, so other than I, I now I can't fight cause I can't travel anywhere. So it doesn't really work. Doesn't really so, you're, work. so you're actually made, considering making the jump to MMA. What's what uh, made you thought about doing that now versus like, cause I know you're a lot more involved, like jujitsu scene wise and doing a lot more bigger yeah. tournaments like years ago. Like what made yeah. you decide to make the jump now to MMA? Well, I've always wanted to, like, I started with, I started way back in the day with like extreme couture and stuff like that back in the day. Like I would say 2012, I was with extreme couture and I was training with like guys like Wagney all the time and, and Hominick and Horde and Hordesky and Sam Stout. Like all those guys were coming there. Um, who else? Uh, Claude, Claude Patrick. So like being around those guys and training MMA as much as I was then, I've always had that in me. I always wanted to fight. I just never got around to it. I always kept doing jujitsu and then I just was always told, Oh, keep doing jujitsu. You're really good at it. You know, I think we all kind of hear mm-hmm. the same thing. So you just kind of keep going and then you just fall in love with it. How we always say, and I just fell in love with it and I just continued. Right. So I continued and luckily it led me towards, you know, something better and I competed higher and around the world and so on. So, but I never got back to trying to fight again. So I think now the difference between then and now is that now, I'm specialized in something. I'm good at something. So now when I enter a fight, my hands may not be the best, but when it comes to wrestling on the ground, I know that I will get the best of that person in that situation. So I know under those circumstances, when it comes to ground fighting or wrestling, I will have the edge no matter what. But stand up is something I'll be having to work on, which I, which I have been working on too. So, so I know where I stand in a fight, depending on who I'm fighting, obviously. But for the most part, when it comes to grappling, I, I, I personally don't think anybody can come within what I have to offer in that sense. So, so kind of what's the plan? Like, is like after, obviously, when we can kind of get back to some sense of training, are you going to be jumping in that amateur cir- circuit or? No, pro, pro. I'm going to, I'm going to pro, 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 sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to look for a okay. pro for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, like I already talked to a few people. I told them I was interested. So this, this was before the whole COVID hit hard. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they said, yeah, okay. Once, once we get something, we'll see if we can find something for you. And, and yeah, so I don't know if it was just like words in the air or not, but I did tell them and, and they did answer, answer me something. So we'll see what happens when everything gets back. I'm still interested. So, so we'll see what happens. But yeah. did you do any amateur fights before or no? I did one a long time ago, a long, long time ago when I first started, but it doesn't even count. I was like, yeah. I, I was like eight months training and like, I didn't even know what the hell I was doing. So <laughs> <laughs> we had, we had, had Darson on a while ago. We actually talked about his MMA fight. Yeah, you see, you see, absolutely I'm hilarious. Right? Like how he was describing it. A- exactly. I think I might be the only one here who hasn't had an amateur MMA fight. Aaron actually had an oh, amateur right. MMA. I always like bringing it up yeah. Aaron's amateur. That's cool. That's cool. His highly illegal lockdown fight that he had. Well, how was your, was it? Was, it was fine. Like it was, it was a good time. Like it was totally illegal. It shouldn't have happened. But we did it. It was. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. And then um, basically, the place where we worked, we just kind of like staged this 
huge event and basically that's it turned awesome. into a, a bigger card than we originally planned that's, that's awesome. and it was great like it was a three round five minute match or whatever and i finished yeah. it in the third round which was awesome but that's it was awesome. like it was just like this is a fucking i can I, I can only imagine when you think about it now right when you think of it when you look back you're like oh my god what was i thinking but then yeah i know <laughs> but oh, yeah no, so- like you know what i i, I did it because i wanted to do one and then oh, okay, after yeah. i did it i'm like i'm done I yeah, am yeah, like, yeah, no yeah, more. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> One and done. Retired. Yeah, that's funny. That's awesome. But yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely want to care. Like, like I'm 34 now. I'll be 35 next year, but I still feel like I really do feel like I feel, I feel like I'm 20. Like I, I feel like I'm 20. Like obviously the, my recovery time isn't the same. That's a hundred percent for sure. But I mean, there's ways to manage that right. To some extent. So mm-hmm. So I'll manage my recovery the best, but in it, in regards to my fitness and my my attributes and what I'm capable of, I feel like a 20 year old. That's that's where that's I, awesome. I feel right now, right? So you have the you have the experience. Well, you also have the experience that like years and years of doing jujitsu and exactly right, exactly. And like knowing how to train, and then like speaking of training, uh, how is your training has changed now versus like. 10 years ago. And that's with like, we talked about like, you were talking about like recovery and your mindset and everything, but like also having a family and like balancing and juggling all those things now that all three of us are doing that. So I how know, do you, so how do you balance and juggle all that with, you know, how is your training have, has it changed versus 10 years ago to, to now? Well, I mean, it's changed drastically for sure. Like I, I was training, I'm not going to exaggerate. And like, you know, you hear those videos, oh, I'm training three times, four times a day. I mean, I wasn't training four times a day, but there'd be days I'd be training three times a day, but ev- most of the time I was training, sorry, it's shaking, but most of the time I was training two times a day. That's every, every day I was training two times a day. And then there's your odd session we had, we would be training three times a day where we do like a morning one, an afternoon lift session or something. And then we come back and train at night. So in regards to change wise, a hundred percent has changed drastically. Right. Cause I went from training seven days a week, this much to now training drilling two times a week at most every two weeks or, or four weeks at most. Right. So, so every week I try to get together with my buddy now. So let's say I get three out of the four weeks, th- sorry, three times out of the four weeks. That's only three times. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not much compared to that, but but then again, like you said, it's about balancing. So, so I still got a life at home. I still got kids I have to take care of. I still have to go to work because I, I do own a home. So I have to pay a mortgage, right? So I have to, you know, I have to buy grow. Like, it's just domestic stuff that we have to do that, that it doesn't allow me to train as much as I want. But yeah, it's looking for those gaps. Where can I put it in? So, and I always tell everybody who, and guys agree with me that are parents. I'm sure you agree with me. The nighttime for me is the time that I have. So when, when that nine o'clock hits, I'm looking for, I'm looking for something to do. I usually actually go train at that time. So we have a spot that we use and I usually go from like nine to like 12 o'clock and we just drill and we do striking or, or wrestling, whatever it is, me and that guy decide to do that day. We just do it for hours. So right now it's worked like that. But now again, with the COVID it stopped that because now you can only have so many people. They're going to find you if they find you or something like that. So it's just, right. It's just adapting right now. And it, and it, for me, it all comes back to, again, what I said earlier was trying to adapt every single day to try to fit what I can and try to work it the way I can every single day. So it's just more daily. It's more daily this, 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 this time around than it was then, where then I knew, okay, this whole week I'm doing this and this is what's happening. Where Now it's like tomorrow you might be doing that 
or maybe doing this, you might be doing this or this, like you don't know what you're going to be doing. Right. So, so I don't know. Yeah. No, hundred percent. So like, so let me ask you this, especially when you see like a guy like yourself who has so many priorities, you have to organize your schedule the way it works. And then obviously younger guys have not as many responsibilities can just train, watch YouTube, do whatever they need to do to get better every single day. How do you feel as like, you're trying to keep that same level because their learning curve, it might be that much faster or they're again, they're younger responsibility is different. Yeah. So like, so how do you find that balance or making sure you're staying ahead of that? Well, I, I found that over the, now that like, now that I'm at the place where I'm at as I guess you can call me, you can call me a jujitsu practitioner right now. Cause I'm uh, right now I'm not competing or anything. So as somebody who's been training for so long, I found that, so being, being also someone who wants to compete, I know what it's like to be, like you said, training every single day and being ready for those tournaments, right? And somebody who's not now, I found that the biggest thing that separates most people, honestly, really, is the mentality, is the mindset. So how are you that day? Because, because if you feel like you're capable of doing the job and, you, and, and you've done the work that you think that you did, like, sorry, that you've done enough work that you think you can put the best foot forward, if your mind's there, you can a hundred percent get it done. But once your mind lets go, I think, I think everything goes kind of out the window. Cause you kind of start double guess, uh, second guessing yourself and, Oh, uh, did I do this move? Right. Like this is within the match. Right. Right. So you're doing something and then you think, Oh, maybe this is the right way. Maybe this is the, but it's kind of one of those things you, you have to have your mind strong to understand that, look, this is going to happen. And it's either going to be like, I'm going to use this stuff or I'm going to let the game flow and do what I have to do within the match. So now I've personally come to the conclusion of like mine is such, it's such a big thing for me. Like, so I know that I can like these 20 year olds, if I, if my mind's right that day and I know I've put in as much work as I can, then I'm going to just do the best I can for that day. And probably they might beat me, but they might not beat me the way they think they're going to beat me. Right. Or I'm going to beat them the way I know I'm going to beat them. So it's going to go either way. Someone's going to lose. Someone's going to win. Right. So, but I think mine's the biggest thing, the, the mental like, are you willing to put that work you need to put? Like, for example, do you think I, I, I want to run? I don't want to run, but, but I know it's going to help me, right? right? I know my cardio is going to be where it's, where it's supposed to be at, right? But that's just me. It, it's just, that's how I carry myself. I, I need to do it. So sometimes I wake up and I don't even want to do it, but then I tell myself, what's going to happen when you go compete? And then I already know some, what, I'm going to lose. I'm not going to do the way, I, I'm not going to compete the way I want to personally for myself. So, was this something you that mindset did you always have that or did you kind of grow into that mindset yeah i grew on it i grew on it yeah because i think it was like by uh actually by brown belt when i when i when i got the injury yeah because then i because okay. then because when i got the injury i told myself i'm not going to let myself go and I, for lack of better words i just wanted like wasn't gonna let myself go fat pretty much i, I, just, <laughs> I just i just wasn't gonna get fat that's what i told myself right so i wasn't gonna gain weight that's the biggest thing and i didn't i kept myself lean i ate right every day and then when i got out of it everything was good but my knee was still fragile right so that was the biggest mm-hmm. thing so i think that's kind of where it started and then i just kept going with that and then i and then all these uh you know these avenues you have like books and stuff like uh, for example one of the guys i really like is jocko I'm a big fan of Jocko, yeah. right? So yeah, I, read, yeah. I read his book, like Extreme Ownership really tells you a lot about that, about owning up to what you do and what others do and, you know, certain situations and circumstances. So so these sort of things help me guide my mind in that direction too. But 
I think it was that injury that kind of put my mind into place where like the, you, you can do it no matter what. Right. So. I think a big thing as well is I think everybody has between all three of us, there's days where it's like, yeah, I want to wake up and train. I oh, want to yeah. do this. <laughs> and then there's other days where you're just like, man, I don't want to do that. I don't want to uh-huh. lift weights. I don't want to go run. Uh-huh. I don't, the, the thing that really, I think separates uh, like who's first on the podium and who's not, it's the people that are just, they're showing up every day. That's what I've, I've personally tried to do as well. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. you don't want to lift weights, just go, go do something. Just get in there and do something versus, yeah. versus just, eh, I don't feel like it this day. Yeah. They'll be there tomorrow for me, yeah. you know? No, hundred percent. But I, but I wouldn't go to a tournament. Like personally, I wouldn't go to a tournament right now unprepared because for example, like the last tournament I did was the Abu Dhabi trials in, in, um, I think it was in Scarborough or something. They, they hosted it. The last Abu Dhabi trials. Um, which year was that? Was that 2018, 19? Yeah, I think it was eight. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2018. I think yeah, it was. yeah. And yeah, I yeah. fought, and I fought, uh, I fought Mokaiber in the finals, of the category. And like, he's tough. He, I, I, I respect him a lot. He's a tough competitor. He competes all the time. He trains like a dog. Like, how can I hate the guy, right? So, and, and I don't really hate anybody who's in the same journey as me. I, I appreciate them. I respect them, especially if they're from Canada. I want them to succeed, right? I want all you guys to succeed no matter what. So I want to see this country do well because as uh, in jiu-jitsu, we need to grow a lot more than we, than we are right now. And we can, we just, we're just not doing it properly. I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why, but something needs to happen for us to be, you know, noticed as well as, you know, the Americans are, right? But anyways, I, I fought him and I was very, um, I, I hardly trained for that, that competition. I think I trained like twice. And, I, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go compete. But I told myself that was the last time because I, even though I did kind of compete the way I kind of I wanted to, I did some things that I never would have done because I just didn't know what I was aiming for in that match. I didn't know what I wanted to do. My game wasn't there. So I hadn't solidified something in my mind to do in the fight, right? I had, a, I had an idea and I went with it and then it kind of led me the wrong way. And then it kind of forced the match to go a certain direction, which I, I didn't want it to go. So. Kind of like... Uh... I guess you can say like ment- like mentally, like you're making mistakes that you wouldn't make unless uh, like mentally you're making mistakes that you wouldn't have made normally. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like, like for example, I went for a flying triangle that I, I never do that, but why did I go for a flying triangle? Like I, it's like, it's just so stupid. Like I thought I can get away with it, but I, I, I hadn't drilled that. I hadn't worked on that. I, it was, it's not part of my game. Right. So why, what gave me the idea to go for the flying triangle? I don't know. But that just goes to show you it's that it's that mental and the preparation as well. So I hadn't drilled the things I usually do. So my mind wasn't already in it to get ready to do these things. So, yeah, I was just so out of out of whack for that fight. So I personally now I don't compete unless I'm prepared to fight. Unless it's like a super fight. Super fight's a little bit different. Like I did another super fight with him at the sub X, the last sub X they did. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, so I, I did that thing, and I for that one I, I trained one day, I trained one day for that fight. <laughs> so it's like so it's like I did that one because I, I wanted to have fun, and I was like, and Tony asked me, I was like, yeah, you know, why not? Sure, let's do it. I was looking for somebody else, but they had him only, so I said, sure, let's do it. So, but again, it, and during that time, I was going through like like work stuff and kids and everything, so I only had time to train one time, but. But I said, let's do it anyways, because, you know, I want to have some fun. And I, I love I love this sport. Right. So but as per competition, like a tournament, I don't think I'll ever, I don't think I'll compete again until I'm 
like well prepared. I'm not saying well prepared, like train seven days a week, four times a day. No, no. Like at least mm-hmm. I trained enough where I can say, okay, I'm ready for this kind of thing. Right. So having the experience doing like the super show, like the super fights, and then obviously doing like tournament format, would you prefer one or would you kind of like, Hey, this is the only format I'm going to do for moving on. Well, I like, I like the tournament because the tournament, it, like one fight, I understand it, it's, it's like, it's fun. You get to fight one, one guy and you guys, you know, one have one, one goal, right. And you both have to either win or lose for whatever the rule set is. But in a tournament, there's so many different styles. You don't know who you're going to get the first fight, the second fight, the third fight. I, and, and most of the time when we get into a tournament, like personally, I don't even know how many fights I have. I don't count the amount of people in, the, in my bracket. I just go in and I do what I got to do. So I don't even know how many people are going to fight. I just get in there and I, and I go do what I have to do. Right. So that's what I enjoy about it. I enjoy the, the guessing game on it and, and, and not knowing how many people there are and who's in that, in that division or bracket or so on. Right. So with black belt, it's a little bit different now because you kind of know, and they set up your fights a certain way. They, the black belts, they set up regarding seeds. Right. So so when you start doing worlds and stuff like that, but not, not so much the, the opens, but, but the opens, yeah, you don't know. I don't know who I'm going to get. I'll look at the f- couple of names and so on, but for the most part, I don't know who's in there. I just put my name and I go and I compete. That's it. I think, I think a tournament mindset's a lot different than like a super fight one. So I'll give yeah, you an example, yeah. like, cause I was on the same sub X card. I came out That's of right. retire. I That's came right, out yeah, of retirement yeah. and then I, I retired again right. <laughs> right after. That's right. So, what, what uh, my experience there in like a super fight show versus that you have one match, you can actually study that person. You can kind of yeah. game plan. You can, which is like what kind of what I do when I, if I have like one match, I'm going to like study their game and I'm going to kind of come up with like an anti jujitsu version for that particular person or that particular match versus a tournament or like a bracket it's more about like you and your preparation kind of like what you said where you need to have like your game and your specific you know mentality and like i'm gonna do this this and this so like like you go to worlds or like a big tournament and there's like 70 80 people or like 100 people like in a bracket where like like for example like when i did like blue and purple belt worlds you have like 100 people in your bracket. you can't study all of them you might know like one or two or three big names but like you're not going to YouTube a hundred different people. It's going exactly. to be, it's going to be more about like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do in each match. And like, if they can beat it, great. If they can't, well, too bad. I'm going to win. Exactly. I'm going to get to these positions yeah. and I'm, and I'm going to, I'm going to rough some people up with them. Exactly. No, and that's what I enjoy about the, the, the tournament style. I enjoy that. I enjoy Like you said, exactly. The, the, the different styles and, and being able to fight so many different types of people from everywhere, really. Right. So, yeah. so. One thing you mentioned before that I want to kind of backtrack a bit is you're talking about, you know, I, and I agree with you too. And me and Aaron have had this discussion with a lot of other people, uh, the Canadian scene itself, there's so many high level world-class people here that just outside of Canada or even just not even just outside of Ontario, nobody's heard of them. I know, and, I know. and there's, there's so many good people that are starting to get to the surface right now. Like, I'll use like Nogi. I'll use like Masters Worlds for example. Like Kevin Wheeler got silver in at right. Masters yeah, One Kevin, Black Belt, right. which is yeah, like he yeah. did tremendous. And 100%. like Nathan DeSantos is another guy. I think he's, in my opinion, maybe one of the best black belts in the country right now. And yeah, 100%. nobody outside of Ontario knows this guy. Uh, Steve Sims, who went and he fought Hulk and he fought Ronaldo Jr. and he's had two like. I think he lost to Ronaldo Jr. by like ref decision, 
was I two, believe. Two, yeah, it was two uh, advantages, I think, actually. It was, it was a, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he was lost to advantages. Ronaldo Jr., yeah. who Flow Grappling is pumping up as like the next jiu-jitsu god. He right, lost to him right. by a ref decision. Yep, and yep. then he fought Hulk, and he lost to him by... Two points, I think. He, right, lost two points. Points. he ended up losing by two points, but he like he was maybe down an advantage basically. Although he fought, yeah, both of yeah, exactly. Both guys he fought pretty much the bitter end, and he got almost he got like good positions on them. Good, good, yeah. Positions. So just using those those guys as and then like even like Allison Tremblay, some who had on as well, who's like world class and has done great at worlds and has medaled at worlds. Yep. Nobody nobody knows these people outside of Ontario. Um but we're you're kind of talking as well like the same the same issue where you know nobody nobody knows these people but then also it's like what in your opinion because you've been you've been training a long time what needs to be done to kind of either a get these people more exposed at more like an international or world level or like what needs to be done more locally to get, you know, I guess, these people more exposure or like maybe increase the level of training, get more people training together. Like what, what are your thoughts on that? I don't even think it's the training or I don't think it's the facilities or anything like that. Like, I mean, the name does make a difference. Like, like, like when you have Galvao who owns a school and, you know, he runs a school and has all these champions. Yeah. It's going to put, you know, a, a pin on something for sure. hundred percent. You're going to, you know, pinpoint that spot. You can name so many more, right? Marcelo Garcia, in New York, right? Or Hansel Gracie. Like, of course, those names are going to trigger 100%. But I don't even think it's the training or anything like that because we got the same formulas here. We're all doing the same thing. There's no, there's nothing different that we're doing that they're not doing. But the thing is, I don't think we have the support behind it, the support, the money, right? So uh, we don't have anybody going out of their ways to do these segments with these guys, like our, our Canadians, and, and show them what, sh- and show what they're about and how they train and what they do, you know? So there's nothing really pushed forward to, sh- to present them, right? Where, where like, for example, like Flo's doing presentations on everybody. They sometimes, they just do like random presentations on these little like tidbits on them and shows like, when you click on, mm-hmm. on these little tidbits. So like, why aren't they doing that, you know, in, 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 um, in Canada, for example, why are they, why are they choosing a gym? And going somewhere and, and okay, let's let's do a presentation on, on him, or like athlete of the I don't know, example, just athlete of the week or whatever it is, right? So, you know, the best guy that's doing the best work right now, or maybe a guy who's up and coming, or a guy who who's not hasn't won that much yet, but he's gonna be winning, right? So and even if it doesn't work out, but guess what? You're still putting the name out there, you're still putting some people on the map, putting teams on the map, right? So I think it just comes down to support and 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 the and the and the um, sponsorship behind it, I think, within, within yeah. the country. I think, yeah, like you said, it's all about big platforms and just having that driver yeah. behind them. Better words, pl- platforms, exactly, exactly. So that's that's what yeah. I think. I think it has to do a lot with that because uh, really, what are we doing different than they, than they are? I, I really don't think we're doing anything differently. I agree. I think I've seen, I've seen training at Autos firsthand. I've trained in San Diego. I've trained at a lot of world-class gyms and I've trained here locally. I've trained at like, you know, your gym, Toronto BJJ. I've trained at a lot like Gringos, Fernandos. The training at all those places, it's It's not that much different. (laughs) For sure. I agree. I agree. And you know what? They all have their different styles. There's no doubt about that. So the styles are definitely different and you know, maybe this guy's doing something better than the other one or whatever, whatever you think it is, whatever you may feel or think it is. But at the end of the day, like you said, no one's doing anything differently. So 
I think it comes down to the support that Canada has and, and who, what mainstream is, is helping support that and the people, mm-hmm. right? So, and it's not about putting that much money in. It's just about, like I said, like maybe one presentation or one guy and, and or, or you mentioned Alison, for example, she's one of the best women in Canada, right? Alison Tromba, I think you mentioned her. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, use her for a platform for women, right? So like, oh, she's the, one of the best Canadians. And then you do a presentation on her and what she's going to do and what she has done and so on. So it's just from there. And if it doesn't go anywhere, but at least something started where like we don't have anything on anybody in something like full mm-hmm. So, and I'm so only... Who, who Oh, no, go Sorry. No, no, I was gonna say, and I'm only using full grappling because it's it's taken over everything regarding jiu-jitsu, right? So, like, who else is running jiu-jitsu other than Flow? Nobody is, right? So, we're gonna be soon. No, we're not. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we'll we're, we're we're working on it. Like we're that. working on it. Well, this no, is kind no, of why no. we're doing a podcast like this as well. Is no, you're doing you know, a good job. You guys, we're, we're trying to give yeah. some of these guys and girls exposure. Yeah, because yeah. You know, there's a lot of world-class talent here that nobody knows about and it's just yeah. it's hidden tucked away in the corner somewhere oh, 100 do you uh do you still follow a lot of like the local or not even just the local but like a lot of the international scene like you've you watched like who's number one and any are you still watching a lot of jiu-jitsu events yeah i do actually that's that's one of the things i do within my training i was going to mention was study i study a lot of tape so i watch a lot of tape i study a lot of matches like not specific to uh, fights, but more guys, like guys that mimic my style, my game, and not exactly doing what they do, but just taking things from what a position that I would do and they do it just better, or maybe there's something about it that I like and I just kind of add it in and and just kind of maneuver it to my to my body type, right? So so I, I, I kind of study that and, and study how they put it into play, right? So... I do watch a lot of matches. I don't watch Flow because I don't have a membership with them. I don't like. We're 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 family men. I have other I have other priorities <laughs> to spend on. You might have it. I'm just saying for me, groceries, I, stuff for right? kids, Flow graphic yeah. membership. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Eventually, I'll get it. Eventually, but right now, I have other means I can use. So so I just use that. But uh, but yeah, I do follow. I do study. I, Instagram tells me a lot. Um, what other platforms? Facebook kind of you know has a lot of stuff too. Yeah. There's so many different platforms, YouTube, yeah. everything. Like, there's so much information out there now where it wasn't readily available. Yeah. But um, in your opinion, who do you think is doing it the best right now? Like, who is your kind of like pound for pound goat right now? Like a gym wise or person? Person. Person. Competitor. In like everybody or around the world or who? Let, let's say current competitor right now gi or no gi we'll say both we'll say it, both like who are some, say both. Who are make, some people okay. that you're watching right now and like who would you say is like on the top of their game right now i like that kid that uh galval has he has a bit of my like i, I use a lot of his style um andy murisaki oh yeah you just uh okay. double double gold yeah yeah uh, murisaki i like the, a lot. The, the pandemic pans in right? florida yeah. <laughs> The only difference about me and him that I, I can't really take much from him is because he's such a stocky little guy and he's in his, mm. and he's built like a little bull. Right. And I'm much lengthier. I'm like a Liera, like, yeah. Right. Like lengthy and, and tall and, and, and long. Right. So, but I do like Murasaki. Um, who else? Uh, Liera's still do- kicking it. He's still doing good. Yeah. Liera is always someone I like. 
I think uh, you've had a lot of matches with Aliera back. And in I the have, day. and I have, yeah, I have, I have. Um, JT, I like JT a lot. JT, somebody I've watched and I've actually trained with a few times. I've told stories on here of him like double legging me to, from one side yeah, of Autos yeah, to the yeah, other. Yeah, exactly. But uh, but I think Andy. I think Andy for me is number one right now. Even even like Black Bull or not, I think Andy for sure. That, that Andy me. Andy Murasaki is definitely yeah. going to be somebody to watch, especially at Black Belt. Hundred percent. Yeah. There's a there's a kid at um, middleweight at AOJ. I'm going to probably butcher in Tynan Delpro. He's Oh yeah, Tiny. Yeah, he just got his black belt though. Just got his black belt. Yeah. He was a freight train at Brown Belt. He was just running through everybody. I know. I know. But he but he but for me he was kind of like a given, right? Because he was he's been tearing it since since like I think purple belt, since blue belt, purple belt, he's been just tearing everybody. Whereas Andy, uh he's kind of come up and then all of a sudden he exploded, right? So he's just winning absolutely everything now, right? And and from what I hear, Galvao says he's got some some skills that no one's even seen yet so especially in the nogi they say so yeah and those twins and those were two oh the the twins oh these kids are unreal oh man i think we're gonna start seeing the generation of like the rotulo twins for example and like uh there's a kid in brazil who just got his brown belt michael galval guys like that where they've been training Uh, they've been training since they were like five yeah and like they're 16, they get their blue belts. They're basically already black belts. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, and it's such a big difference, right? Like the, the kid's been training since five. I've been tra- I started training at 21. Like what a big gap, right? What a big gap. Mm-hmm. And like, like how much jujitsu? It's it's crazy to believe how much jujitsu he has already at that's such young age. Because like from five to what 19? That's that's that's, that's yeah, like how like, much he's already four, packed 14, in at that time. 14, 14 years. Yeah. And then when he turns 21, he's going to be uh, that much more. It's, crazy. Like, oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. They're yeah, going to grow into their bodies. Yeah, like. it's crazy. No, it's crazy. But yeah, good for them. And, and you know what? That's that's the way that the, the sport has to go, right? That's how it's going to grow. So having these kids come up like that and, and make the sport a lot ex- more exciting than it already is right now. So. Did you watch the recent Who's Number One with uh, Kynan and Hodolfo? I was very surprised by how that match went. I did, but I wasn't too surprised. The only reason why is because that maneuver works so well. So yeah, I, well. I'm not surprised by the. I'm just. I thought Kynan would probably win. I didn't think it would be that dominant of a win. Yeah, right? I I didn't think I, I I thought that Rodolfo would probably um, get the best of Kynan on his feet. That's what I thought, but. On the ground, I did expect I did expect Kainan to do what he what he because he's he's much more he's well they're both kind of the same size right they're both kind of the same size, and he's much more fluid on the bottom, whereas Hodolfo is I don't know from, from what looks like to me he's a lot of pressure right so he's a lot of pressure on top, uh, his bottom game is good but Kainan is slippery on the bottom way slippery yeah. he's, got, yeah. he's got more game on the bottom right scrambles and it's, like exactly. It's scramble is mm-hmm. like it's like a truck scrambling around right? you basically exactly so and then on top like i said that maneuver if he if you were to get anything on him it would be that one the, sh- the shin i mean i i learned to it i learned the name of it to be called the shin shock so like like you you slide the chin you slide the arm across the chin but but that maneuver you can't stop it once it starts you can't stop it yeah I, I, I've seen it as well, like in like just good old fashioned American wrestling, like yeah, the Russian so. tie, the yeah, two yeah, on yeah. one where you exactly. slip it and then, but instead of like setting up like a single or a double, you can just jump on somebody's back because now exactly. you're, you now you bypass the arm, you can 
jump and dive on the back, basically exactly. what he did. Yeah. And that's what I actually, I, that's the one I did on uh, Igor at the super fight at the end. I got him with the, with, with the, with that, uh, with that tie. I, I got him to the back and then the time ran out. So I got his back, but the time ran out. So mm. yeah. Uh, I, I remember that. that I was... remember, I remember it, that fight. It was just a, at one point, it just, you get, did you get pushed off the stage at one point? Yeah. Or... Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it was, it was, it was, it was fun. Like we were just getting both into it, right? Like he was getting pissed and I was getting pissed. So, and then we started getting each other's faces. He started pushing me out of the, out of the, out of, out of the stage and stuff. And That's what happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, it was, it, I, I, I had a lot of fun with it, to be honest with you. It was just getting really heated. Right. So, but, um, but yeah, no, honestly, I, I went in with a game plan and I stuck to the game plan because I knew that his guard and stuff was going to be way better than mine. I knew that his whole game was going to be better because I hadn't trained anything. Right. So, so I said, I have to come in with something if I'm going to try to beat this guy. So I wasn't just going to throw myself into his guard and just, you know, let him do whatever he wants. Cause, cause that's the way it felt like to me. So I kind of played the guard a bit and then I'd play in the bottom, but then I said, he's not going to beat my wrestling. Cause I know where my wrestling's at. So I just kept it on the feet the whole time. And that's what, that's yeah. what I found the frustration to be at the wrestling. So I, I would get him to stand up and get him to stand up and get him to stand up every single time until I got where I wanted to be, but it, it was a little too late. So, but it was that's a fun the game. Match. Yeah. That's it was the game fun, though. Yeah. It was a fun match though. I can't lie. It was a fun I can, I can definitely agree with you. Like, did you feel rusty going to that? Cause I honestly 100%. felt com- competing like on that stage, the lights and everything, it felt weird just from my vantage point where it literally felt like me and my opponent there. That was it. Those are the only two people there. Meanwhile, there's like two, 300 people like watching. I know, I know. <laughs> it feels like they're watching a movie, but they're watching I you. I but I felt like nobody was there. And yeah. I honestly, I don't remember. I think the most, the, I think the first three to four minutes of that match, I don't remember it. Yeah, no, no, I know. I, 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 like, I just felt like I just wasn't prepared. Like I said, like, I, I, I don't even know where to put it. I, I, I see what you're saying though. Cause yeah. like you, you got so like, you got so into it the first couple of minutes, like you just yeah. like blanked out everything to get into the match. Right. Yeah. I don't remember it because it actually, it, it feels weird, but like, I think it took me about the first couple of minutes to actually like wake up and actually start fighting. It's like, Oh yeah, I'm in a match. <laughs> like I got to do stuff. Yeah, it's, right. it's been a while since I've done this. So it's I, true, like, no, what, it's true. This guy's like trying to like, it's like, he's trying to like shoot up a triangle. He's trying to choke me. He's like, what is he doing? Like he's trying to attack me and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. I, I done one before though. I, I remember I did one in 2009. I did one in 2009. I fought, um, what's his name again? He's, he, he's at a steel Steve Linz. He used to be at a Steve Linz. Uh, anyways, no, I, I did it one long time ago and I got the guy in a Dars. So I finished that one. I was able to win that one. But I was like a white belt at the time. I was like a white or blue at the time. So it was when I first started. But but again, this one, I just didn't I didn't train for it. I think I trained one day and that was it. So so like I said, I had a game plan and I that's that's what was gonna get me at least to try to try and win. And I wanted to make the, the fight fun to watch, right? So mm-hmm. so I think the, the 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 arguing that we had was fun, more fun than the whole match, to be honest with you. <laughs> but yeah so one more question for me um so especially after watching that that match recently who would you kind of if it were to ever happen on a rematch cayenne versus uh gordon ryan who would you favor in that match oh gordon ryan or kainan yeah i give, give it to gordon ryan 100 100 yeah. because he's he's got a good point him and his 
his coach have a good point. Not even just him. Everyone's been saying it for a while now. Like, jiu-jitsu has been based off the upper body for such a long time, and everyone's forgot about the lower body. Like, like it's just... We, like I don't know. I, I coming up in the ranks. I've never. I never did anything footlock, and that's nothing against my team or anything or my coaches or nothing. But we just never did footlocks. So it just wasn't a thing. We just always did, mm-hmm. you know, your typical triangles and arm bars and omoplatas and things like that, right? But, but when you focus on a part that no one's done and you're good at it, and you know, you in the match you put that into consideration that the guy's gonna be thinking about, you know, him his leg getting taken out in such ways, and then you forget about that, but then you forget about the upper body. So you, you, you just keep going back and forth. So the whole match, you're just thinking about what's going to happen next. Whereas Gordon is good at both areas. So I think, I think all around, I think Gordon for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. I think Gordon takes that. Honestly, I think he's just at another level right now. Yeah. And, and I was gonna say that, sorry. And that too, like he's in a level, like he's just, he's, he's, he's such a good, he's such a specialist on the legs. It's, it's insane, but sorry, go ahead. Yeah, he's, he's such a specialist on the legs, but I feel like in every position, he just knows the ins and outs. He's basically like fighting a computer yeah. is basically yeah. what I, I put it at. Like he's, he's, he's physically, he's, yeah. he's very strong as well. He's, he's, you know, he's work he works out, he trains, he drills really hard as well. But it's, I think his mindset is basically, he knows everything that you're going to do in every position that he's going to put you in. And he has an answer for everything. Yeah, he's very uh, systematical. Like he, he's got a system, and and that system, he like like you said, if if he's gonna attack this, he knows all the different ways that that area is gonna be attacked, and he attacks it when he when it comes at him, right? So like you said, yeah, very systematical. He knows where to be at the right times or where to put himself in situations. Yeah, but I I give it for sure to Gordon for sure, hundred percent. Kinda yeah. is just as kinda is just as good, but yeah, I'd say Gordon. I think that's what separates it. I think it's the, the systemization of everything where it's just kind kind of a freak athlete and he, is, he, is. he has, he has, of course he has things that he's really good at and maybe like he knows like his strengths and weaknesses as well, but it's just the way Gordon just breaks down everything. I think that's what separates from him from everybody else right now. Yeah. No, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. Other than that. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I mean, and it's a fight, right? So at the end of the day, it could go either way as we know it. Right. But but uh, yeah, and I watch a lot of Gordon too. I watch, I watch because he's that new era, right? That new era you're talking about. He's that new era, mm-hmm. so you know. So he's fun to watch too. So I watch a lot of his stuff. So one of the one of the la- last things I'll ask you this evening is what, what what's what's in your future right now? Like you mentioned MMA, but is there anything else specific? Like it doesn't even have to be like jujitsu related. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah. what what's uh what are your plans post COVID twenty twenty one? no more shutdowns and lockdowns. What are you going to be doing? Well, right now, my biggest thing before I even compete or do anything related to jiu-jitsu is I'm trying to get my, my career started. So I'm in the midst and verge of doing that. So once I get that started, then uh, I will figure out what's going to happen then. So what are you trying to get into career-wise? Uh, you don't mind me asking. Policing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so I don't know if you know too much about it, but to make a long story short, it's like a lot of a lot of like paperwork and interviews and waiting and it's a, it's a big waiting game, right? There is a Aaron knows, right? So, Oh yeah, I know. He does. <laughs> right? So it's a major waiting game, but you know, once it, once it happens, it'll, it'll pay off. Right. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm just waiting to get that call or, or see where I'm at with that. And, and then from that point, then I can figure out what I want to do. And then uh, right away, once that gets started, I'll jumpstart my, uh, 
my jiu-jitsu career again so because then i can put more focus on that right so and then obviously you know my kids and my family my kids are getting older now so they're going to school now and and, and they're doing um classes and dance and swimming and you know you know how it is all the all these different yeah all the fun stuff (laughs) all the the fun stuff that my son can't do right now which is great it's just just lovely he's at home 24 nobody can do anything nobody can do anything i'm gonna sit at home and play roblox all day but to sum it all up the biggest thing honestly to finish it off the biggest thing uh that i've taken from this is i i've made sure that during this covid I wanted to make myself better in whatever it is I do every single day. That's the biggest thing is get better in what I'm doing. That's, that's been my biggest thing. So, and whatever. I, do. I think that that's, that's a big thing, right? So uh, huge importance because so many people took this as the opportunity, like, Oh, I can't do anything or whatever. And like, again, you're doing it the right way. You're just making sure you're better every single day. Yeah. And well, even if it's middle, th- little things, exactly. Bit by bit, right? Exactly. Anything, right. It's just the point is to get better. That's what I say, just to get better or whatever. So if it's, you know, if I'm going to read one book, I'm going to read 10, if I'm going to read 10 books and read 20. So it's just every day, just getting better at something that I do, whatever it is. Like it, when it comes to jiu-jitsu, like I've, I've, I've took a step back from training and now I'm drilling more. So I want to get better at my drilling. I want to, I want to get systematical at that. I want to get good at that. So that when I do uh, fight or train, everything gets easier, right? You know how it, you know how the drilling works, right? Mm-hmm. It just, it comes natural. It becomes a habit for your body to do these, you know, movements, right? So, so. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, one quick thing, um, is there anybody you want to thank or anything like that? Give us our closing remarks or sponsorships you want to shout out to or anything like that uh i don't have much sponsor right now uh one of my sponsors ikiro i don't know if ikiro is still around i think they're break new ground now so ikiro break new ground uh shout outs to them uh shout outs to you guys for having me on here i appreciate it uh, it was a lot of fun and my family for supporting me and everything that i do so uh, that's great well i do look forward to seeing you whether it's in the mma cage back on the stage back on the scene whenever this comes to an end eventually yeah. we'll be down there but yeah. love to see you competing again it's gonna be great 100 percent. i appreciate it guys thank you so much eh? thank you uh, right. thank you for uh coming on with us tonight no problem a lot of fun for sure. a lot of fun. all right thank you very much buddy. Thank you guys. Yeah. 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 Yeah.